I just saw Q like five minutes ago. He'll probably join. <laughs> right. Hey, everybody. So this is episode number 19 of the Open Heart Collective. And my guest tonight is a really good friend, amazing human being. And uh, I'll let him explain the rest. So, Mike, introduce yourself. <laughs> Yeah, so my name is Mike Cassavant, and I, um, yeah, I don't know, I've got a kind of an interesting, interesting story, I suppose. Um, currently, I'm working with a lot of small and medium-sized brands, uh, developing their direct-to-consumer sales um, with a company that I'm affiliated now working with called Margot Media. Um, they're just one of the top digital marketing companies I've worked with in the past, and I just, you know, kind of one of those deals where we're able to take a small, medium-sized company and get the mass exposure uh, very quickly. And then on the back side of that, I typically am able to help channel a lot of the verticals that I've developed over the last 15, 20 years of being alive. Um, from my music connections, I was a professional musician for half my 20s, most of my 20s, uh, touring all over the world playing music. So now what's happening is we're taking a lot of these younger brands and introducing them to festivals like Coachella and all these major events that they can become sponsors of to get mass exposure. So um, yeah, so on the very low key side, that's kind of the majority of stuff we're focused on right now. Right. Awesome. Well, for those of you guys who have never heard of the Open Art Collective before, have no idea what this is about, maybe, and, and this is your very first time hearing, seeing anything. This is a podcast, live video audio podcast that was started in March. Uh, the purpose of this being to create or, or to develop a safe place for people to have open raw dialogue about mental health. Um, Mike being in the music business and an entrepreneur, we understand that mental health is something we don't talk about, which is really odd considering the culture that we're in right now where we're talking about always be on the hustle, offense 24 seven, work, do all that, all those buzzwords that everybody hears across social media. But the one thing that we're continually not on the offense about or not talking about or not being open and honest about is our own mental health. So what a what better way to do it than to sit to, to have an hour-long conversation with an amazing human being and really get to the heart of and the mind of a human being's mental health. So um, that being said, I mean you you gave a lot just in that first minute and a half. So I'm really curious to know a little bit more about your story i mean we've been friends for a long time now i mean i've been excited to have you be a part of the open heart collective since since the beginning yep. but i think your story will help a lot of people because i know it's helped me sure. so yeah um yeah i mean gosh what do i even start so i would say i think you know if we're talking about mental health and and wellness um it's something that i've battled with my whole life um you know, I was, I've always had depression issues. It's always been something that um, I've struggled with maintaining until um, probably, I would say the last probably five years or so, I think I really understood and got a much better grasp on how to handle um, handle that. So, you know, typically in the past, uh, if, we, if we talk about depression specifically for me, I would get to a point where I would start to succeed at certain points in my life and I would do everything in my power to burn burn it down. 
like I would literally self-sabotage everything, whether it was relationships, business, like anything. Um, I, I would start to get traction. I'd see a lot of positive uh, ROI in my my time and in my venture uh, or relationship. And then I'd be like, all right, so to take relationships, I would cheat on my girlfriend. I would do everything in my power to, you know, to sabotage that relationship, even though I knew it was perfect and great, right? Or perfect, right. Um, or it was just a very healthy relationship. So it, the funny thing was for me, I never had, and I don't believe in work-life balance. It's not something I ever, I, I just, I don't believe we'll in. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But yeah, but, but, I, but I do believe in integration. So that's, that's for me, it's integrating all parts of my life to fit within the confines of really where, where I want to go, what I'm trying to achieve, and finding a way to make sure that all the people in my life that I want to be in it are fit within that. So I integrate everything right. that I need to make my life, you know, balance, if you will. So, um, so, so achieving health and wellness in, in retrospect of just the mental capacity, that's, I, I never really, yeah, man, it was, it's like, I never really understood like why I would get to certain points and then I get to this like great place and everyone's like, wow, like you're doing awesome. That, that girlfriend's perfect for you. And then I'd be like, great. And literally within days, I'd be like, done over. I'm going to do everything in my power to, just, to just destroy all of this. So, um, which is so weird. It's like the weirdest concept. And I think I never understood why I did it. And I was always at this point where, you know, I wanted to grow. I, I like read every self-help book you can imagine. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And then I realized it, what was wrong was like, I was swallowing my feelings, period. I would never talk about things. Um, I would never openly have this discussion as we are now. I just say, everything's great. I paint this really beautiful picture that like, man, my life is amazing. And yet, you know, silently screaming, right? So mm -hmm. I think eventually I, f I figured out that, you know, there's other people in my life that yourself included that, you know, have had struggles in the past. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, like I can openly talk about this shit and it's totally okay. Like, it's like, I never felt weird about it. I think I'm a pretty open person for the most part, or I thought I was until I got really open and really started talking about my feelings and <laughs> now realized that like, you know, the, the stigma, if you will, based around, especially men talking about, you know, emotions of any sort. Um, it, it's not, it just doesn't exist. And I think that's where I, I felt like I didn't have anyone I could go to specifically to talk about these things. And so when I finally figured out like what that looked like, who the people I can reach out to, um, I never felt like I was alone. And I always felt like, wow, like I know if I was, and we've had this discussion. I know mm -hmm. if I was in the shit, I could go, right, I, we need a chat or like, let's go, let's, I'll drive out to meet up with you in Illinois, like whatever, I'll just get right. myself out of the situation and go. Um, but I would have never done that in the past ever. And so I think getting a grasp on that and realizing there are people that I can rely on and I relying on myself was always how I've been my whole life. Um, mm -hmm. So putting that onto someone else is still kind, still to this day, it can be uncomfortable for me, but I know that like, if I'm starting to slip up in any way, shape and form, shape or form, I know like, this is what I have to do to get the hell out of this and make sure this doesn't become like a six month ordeal. And I wake up six months later, like my life is burning apart. Everything's, you know, destroyed. Now I have to rebuild the pieces again. So, right. yeah.
Mm-hmm. I mean, and we've, we've, we've had these discussions multiple times from me talking to you about it, you talking to me about it. I mean, we, we've really confided in each other, even though we really, I mean, in all honesty, don't really know each other all that well. But, um, yeah. but it, it's amazing what it does when you have the ability to create connection regardless of whether or not you're in immediate proximity so i mean we're, we're a state away oftentimes we're coast yeah. away from each other but sure. it's amazing what this tool or on social media can do i mean we met on on the shaper app and it's kind of all started from there but like yeah. the one thing about you were talking about you don't really have work-life balance it's about integration so it's about integrating the the play part of your life with the work part of your life because i mean the work is important that i mean to a lot of people we we probably work too much right but But, right and 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 not to cut you off man but like to that point if people look at my schedule and my friends do that like you know they have a normal well when i say normalized more normal schedule and more normal life nine to five and that's you know monday through friday and like that's and they crush it they're happy as hell um I am not built to be okay with that life. And I've never been, this has been, I mean, you can ask like going back to when I first started playing music or getting into like playing guitar, it was like, Michael's in his room for nine hours a day, having the time of my life, figuring this thing out. So everyone else looks at that. They're like, dude, you need to go out, you need to go do stuff. But I knew like my focus was I want to get to be the best songwriter and the best guitar player I could possibly be. And right no one's going to practice for me right Right. so i think that same sort of terminology and that same thought process has has gone through my whole life with me so when i think about working my ass off it's like yeah like i probably put in at this point still like 100 plus hours a week but it's also one of those things where it feels it doesn't feel like i still feel like I, i could work more but i've also figured out like when i'm getting to that the edge if you will i'm like oh, i need to back off i literally shut down my social i turn everything off and i'll be off the grid for like sometimes two days and you see me do that too like uh-huh. i'll just go like black and it's not because i don't want to talk to my friends or talk to you guys it's like i know when my headspace gets too far to the edge and when i'm like pushing things too much i can you know retreat and be okay and come back out of it so um but i look at my schedule and i'm always like people like, like, like my family's always like, you are out of your, like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, how, like, how do you do all of these things that you do and, and try to and still maintain and still wake up at 5 a.m. and are happy? I'm like, because everything I do, <laughs> right? Everything I right. do is a choice that, like, no one's holding a gun to my head to tell me to work this hard. No one's telling me I should talk to and have, you know, 25 things going on at once. I do. And I choose that. And so when I choose those things, I've chosen that that person that I'm working with makes me happy, mm-hmm. makes me happy. And I wake up every day and know that I need to do something with this. So everything I do is a byproduct of what I want. Right. I think that's really important. The point that you just hit on. And and I've thought about how we, how to phrase that in my own world, because I'm a lot like you. I I mean, I I have the I have those commitments and those relationships and those things that and the and and the the contracts and 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 the artists on the label and all these all these things going on. Yet, I love it. 
I, 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 I am, I'm weird like that. I'm a lot like you. I, I love the work. That's why I do it so much. Totally. And I, and I think, and I think that's the important part about integration and balance is it's not a lot of work. If you love what you do, like, Today, I spent the entire day determining or going through six months of, uh, of budgets for one of, for one of these organizations that I work in of all marketing expenses. And that was the day yeah. other than a couple of meetings. I loved it. Right. And now I've got, after this, we're diving into social media planning. We're diving into artist meetings and, and, and stuff like that. Again, I love it. Rob Cressy, what up, dude? Uh, you guys need to connect. You and Rob need to connect. He's like, he's probably the one of the most positive people I've ever met <laughs> outside of Next you. Me, right? uh, yeah, Rob, connect with um, Phil. He's great. Um, and Rob Gilfeather, what up, dude? <laughs> Amazing people. But yeah, I mean, and so now that we've got a few people in watching this, I, I, I want to I again remind you. This content is being recorded. Instagram, you'll only stick around for 24 hours. But don't worry, because this video will live forever on Facebook, which we're also broadcasting live on right now. So Facebook, you're a little bit quiet Tuesday night. No no love lost there. I know you guys will catch it on the replay. Um, and then uh, on Sunday, this will be dropped into YouTube and also into my podcast, into the Open Art Collective podcast which you can find uh, in the link in my profile. So um, the other mission for the Open Heart Collective, the role, the mission for the Open Heart Collective, for those of you who aren't aware of it, is I know my story might not always resonate with somebody, but your story will help or resonate with someone else. So the, the, we're looking to create a, a community of individuals all focused around developing a safe place for people to to seek help, to to share what they're going through, to just maybe let it out. Because sometimes when you're going through something like like what Mike and I were talking about a couple minutes ago, you just simply need somebody to listen. Yeah. And when you get that person that just that listens, they don't even have to say anything. They just have to listen. And you get that out of you, you feel better. Even if it's for only 12 minutes, you feel better. And Having that safe place to do it, that's what the Open Art Collective is. It's that safe place for you to share your story, for you to help others, for you to vent, get it out. Like if, if you're having a shit day, like have a shit day, but don't don't dwell in it. So allow yourself to feel it and move through. Um, that being said, what's been, I mean, you talked a little bit about your, 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 proclivity to working all the time because you love what you do because that's how you integrate one side of your life to the other but you also when you were telling the initial part of your story you went a little dark with the fact that you that you taught that you went into self-sabotage a lot yeah i'm really intrigued to hear exactly what that means like why would you do let's get into the why of what uh, of what you did in that moment and then what you're doing to Get yourself out of it. Yeah, man. I mean, I would say, let's see, I could go back to like probably 2015. That was that was a really fucking bad year for me. Like, I feel like I blinked and I woke up and it was December. Like, it was like I woke up, you know, I started January 1, blinked and woke up from like the haze that I was in 
December, like Christmas. And it was like, the, it was awful. Um, around that time, I was living with my ex-girlfriend. We were supposed to move. That was the plan. We were going to move to California together. And like, we, we both like got out of our apartments. Our both, our, our leases ended. So we moved into my parents' house for like four months to kind of save cash. And then that was the big plan. After two months of being at my parents' house, it was like, I, we just, the relationship like fell apart. So, so then living with her, you know, for another extended few months, it was just like, what am I doing? Like, it was awful. Every day I'd show up to the house and she'd be there with the dog and like, I love the dog. And like, it was just this whole weird dynamic. So when, after she finally moved and left to California, I, I, I remember this like it was yesterday, dude. So she was up in New Hampshire. That's where she was uh, originally from with her parents or whatever, with her mom. I was up there for the night before, before she moved, her and her sister. And then literally like, I'm following them. There was like this split in the road where it just, they went right and I went straight. And it was this whole like, very um, kind of like, how can I explain it? Like, I felt like that was the that was the day that like everything just separated from me and like this one thing person in my life that I had for you know um, almost five years at that point uh, went away. I went this other way, and then that was just like that was it. And it was like this really horrible, awful feeling. Um, and so then it that like that didn't like I, I guess going back to like that time in my life. I didn't understand how to, I couldn't really dissect, like, I couldn't separate. So like, okay, I have a broken heart. Sure. I'm like really bummed out, but then I couldn't be like, all right, I'm going to show up for work, like show up to my job. I had my gym, I had my gym business, all these different things going on. And I just, all that stuff, I just didn't care about anymore. Like, I just like stopped caring shit about everything. So like, I kind of just that year, I literally threw my hands up in the air. Like, I just fucking, I don't fucking care what happens. And like, it was so like things that I could have done better, like, yeah, have a conversation with someone about it as we are now, like, and actually go out and like seek uh, some guidance from people that, you know, could have helped me around that time. I didn't. All my friends were like, dude, what is going on with you? Like, you're like, you're off. Like everything just changed. And I, I let it all come to a really bad place. Uh, my business was failing. I let it fail and it was doing incredible by that point. So like everything mm -hmm. that was good and healthy, I just let go to shit. And like, I, yeah, like I said, I woke up, I felt like December, like, and cause that's actually when we connected again, my ex and I at, around Christmas. And it was like, where have I been? <laughs> like, what have right. I been doing? You know? Um, and then it was kind of like when I saw her around Christmas time, I think mentally I realized like, holy shit, I've given someone this much power over my life. And she wasn't even in the fucking state. And that's when I, like everything that sunk into my head, like you can never let that happen. Like that can never, ever happen again. Right. So like I made this mental shift going into the next year in 2016. And it was just like, I wanted to surround myself with the right people. I pushed my, like everything I was doing around that time was like to better my life. And 
I, and I became very vocal about everything, things I would like normally not speak up about. I became extremely vocal. So that's when I started seeing all this weight of the world that I felt like I was holding my shoulders very much started to, to, you know, to sort of shift. And I was in a position where, yeah, I just, I, I just had more control of me and I stopped giving the wrong people control over my life. As he takes a sip of his coffee. <laughs> I know. But, um, it's really interesting that you phrase it around control because I think that's, that as an entrepreneur is an interesting thing because we're so focused around those things that we can control, how much we can grow, this, that, and the other thing that we tend to give up control in other areas of our life and allow others to come in, other circumstances, situations, people to come in and really have the potential to wreak havoc with sure. with your mind because i mean you controlling so much or working to control so much build a business build businesses build these relationships all the time you're not really caring about what happens in that aspect so when you're talking i mean when you bring in relationships that's a whole nother factor because a relationship is a balance of happiness right yeah like you're balancing your the the amount of happiness that you bring the other person with the amount of happiness that you yourself are generating in your world. And when that, when those scales are tipped, it gets weird. And I mean, I've experienced that, that, that tipping of the scales in relationships, like where I feel like I'm giving a lot and it's not being reciprocated back or vice versa. Yeah. And that leads to, again, the self-sabotage because you're like, Oh, fuck it. I'm doing too much already. Why am I getting the shit into the stick? Or like, fuck it, I'm not doing enough. And you're like, maybe I've not done enough for so long that you can't get past it. So therefore, either way, whether it's doing good or whether it's doing bad, you're sabotaging yourself because you don't know anything else. You're Now, would you agree with this, that your ability of self-sabotage was about your desire to have that control in your own life again? Uh... Right, because you sabotage yeah. the situation sure. just because you yeah. think maybe some other people, other circumstances are going on, that yeah. you're like, no, I whether it's like active thought process yep. or like yeah. more of a subconscious thing, it's a really interesting thought process when you put it that way. Like maybe yeah. we self-sabotage ourselves or self-sabotage as a form of gaining control. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, because, well, right. I think when you're in the heart of it, and you don't realize like that's what you're seeking because it's like if I told myself if you told me that when I was you know like that year I would have been like I don't want like fucking control of what like you know I, mean? I, I wouldn't even have been able to process it whereas right. you know now with my life and all the decisions and things I have in my life and that I purposely put in my life um there's no like if I'm even around a person that has a sh like just shitty energy they're the I'm like I'm already like oh, I'm gone and I, I, I'm just like unapologetic about it because I don't want to. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like I just don't want to put myself in positions. I don't have to. That's that's the beautiful thing. Like, right. I, I don't have to. Like, I don't. If someone doesn't like me because I I don't want to be around them, it's because they're they have shitty energy and it's gonna fuck up my flow. See it, dude. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm all set. <laughs> I just don't care. Um, so I think like no, but it is. But I I do agree that like when you when you are in control. Um, and you have as much control over your, over yourself as much as possible. Like 
that is, there's no other better feeling than that because everything in your life now is there because you want it to be, not because it has to be. And I think, you know, working for myself for fucking almost 10 years now, like when I left music in uh, 2000, 2010 was my last gig in the hell oh, that was in england that's right wow that's crazy actually it was like this time like 10 years like uh this time to 2010 i think it was like that was the case strain you were with right then right yeah yeah that's right yeah we, we did a festival called um ghost fest and that was yeah dude that's right we played at leeds university it was insane it was awesome such a cool show but um when i left that and i went into the fitness industry it was like you know i just was ready for I was ready for a change and I was ready for something else, but I started to realize even back then, like I, I, I started making really good decisions based off of like my gut instinct. And I think that's something you have to pay. Like when you're not, well, coming back to the, the control aspect, when you're not in control, right? You lose out on the now of things that are right in front of you that you forget are in front of you and you don't even realize that like there it, it's a it's an arm's reach away so i look back at things you know around that time and i was so discombobulated and i was emotionally physically mentally everything was all over the place so i look back now and realize that i had all the answers i already had them i already had all the all the, the opportunities i had all the things i sh i could have capitalized on and i didn't give a fuck the second I changed my mindset and thought process to go, wait a minute, I'm in control of everything that's happening in my life right now. And I took complete ownership of it all. Then I'm like, I can't blame anyone but the person that's staring back at me in the fucking mirror every day. So when I stopped blaming other people, took full ownership of my own life, all of a sudden, then it's like, wow, like I just got this great deal. Wow, this new client just came. Oh my God, like all these things started piling in because I capitalize on every opportunity I see that maybe no one else is seeing yet. And when I jump on it, I go for it, I sprint, get it, and then keep building. Right. And that's one of the things that I so honestly admire about you, man, because it, it's, you're just constant perseverance regardless. Like a shitty circumstance happens, a bad client, a bad business deal, a bad relationship. You're just like, on like you there's no amount of looking back there's no amount of what happens if this there's no there's no amount of that and that's what i so admire about you and i'm working towards my own world because i know yeah. that i mean self-awareness has been huge even for me and if it's not if i'm not actively pursuing what drives me to feel happy and complete, I'm doing something wrong, which is yeah. why I put so much time into this content series, because while it's not about me and it's about everybody else, I get so much fulfillment and, and, and I don't want to say joy out of it because sometimes the conversations are really dark or really hard, but I, I, I get that. I don't want to say validation because it's not validation either. I, I think you know what I'm talking about, but yeah. It, it's that feeling like, okay, you're putting something out there that isn't about you, that's about the community, that's about trying to leave the world a better place than when you started in it. And sure, that's the mission, um, at least my personal one. Yeah. You know, it's funny you said that too, because I was just talking to um, 
I mean, yeah, I was talking to one of my best friends, Max, he plays in a bass. He plays bass for a band called The Black Dahlia Murder. And, um, you know, I love that band by the way. since I was oh, so fucking good. They're so amazing. Absolutely. Um, I've known him since I've known him since I was about gosh, 19 or 20. Uh, so I mean, a long, long time. And, you know, we've toured all over the world together. We've, you know, done, he's just, he, he's been like my ride or die since day one. Like he's one of the best dudes on the planet. And, um, but we were just talking about how it's interesting because you mentioned like my inaptability to be able to just not fucking care when like, you know, everything's burning around me and I'm kind of like, Hey, this is awesome. Let's, let's figure out how to get, you know, I, it's just one of those things where like, I always said, if I'm going to, if my house is going to burn down, it's going to be by my own damn hands, no one else's. And so when I made that distinction in my life, like I'm going to go out and work for myself. Um, I let go of all the, the doubt, I let go of all the fears, I let go of everything that could potentially, you know, harm me to realize that I'm gonna go do something I don't even know how the fuck to do. I just know that if I keep working for somebody else, I might as well just swallow a fucking bullet because that was suicide for me. Like literally like it, it, it cripples my being as an individual because I know, and again, it's not me being cocky, I just know my mental capacity to help businesses and help right. brands grow is so large that when I'm contained to a fucking cubicle or some ungodly way of, uh, you know, working, I, it's like, I can't do it. Like I, like I, I physically get sick even just at the thought. And and again, right. some people, the in people that don't have that, that's okay. And like, I don't, I mean, like, I, I'm not saying that's bad at work for me. It's just that, if I'm in that position, I'm not living to my fullest potential. Right. I'm living in this very narrow scope and I need this. I need the whole world to be able to paint constantly. Um, but when I talked about with Max just recently, it's interesting. And I don't know if you've experienced this too. Like I would say the last, since October, October until now, creating, creating on LinkedIn has changed my life in every fucking way possible, like across the board. But I've connected with in these last, you know, this last year or so, I've connected with you, I've connected with Q, I've connected with all these really incredible people that know my Casavant present day, not my Casavant 15 years ago. And all my right. friends back home, right? It's like, it's weird because I wasn't, how can I explain this? Like, dude, I used to drink my face off. I was a fucking lunatic. I mean, I was just out of my mind, right? But on the same token, that stigma of who I was will never leave me and they can't see me as the person I am today as like, you know, the successful business person, like nothing I do. Right. It's almost like a laugh. It's almost like, it, I almost, I feel like I'm like ridiculed constantly for it, but I realize like, it's because I'm constantly trying and I'm constantly pushing the envelope and I'm constantly, you know, uh, doing things to better my life in the way that I want them to. And I'm not, I'm right. never content right. with just, even if I was a lawyer, dude, I'd be like, what else can I fucking do? Like, I, I need to do more than just what I'm capable of. Like, <laughs> if someone says this is my bar, I'm going like, okay, well, that's where I'm re I don't have, I don't set bars for myself. And I just go as far as, as wide as I can. And even, even if I don't know, like, 
even if I don't know 100% the clear path to get there, I know I'm sprinting towards something great. And as long as I'm doing the right things on a daily basis to keep enhancing that, that's all that fucking matters. I don't believe in business plans. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in, I don't fucking care. I just want to go do it and, you know, have fun. That's my, that's my motto in life. Dude. I just want to have fun. Well, I mean, you know my mission. I mean, my mission in life is to do cool things with cool people and add as much value as I can along the way. I mean, it... it, it you hit it on the head. I mean, for me, even it's, I mean, I, I can't sum it up any better than how you just went through it, but that's one of those things that I've been avidly trying to go for myself. And uh, I mean, I still live in the town that I grew up in. So I still get that. Oh, well, you're just that kid. Or you're just the guy that started the record label. You can't run a creative agency. Like, you don't know how to build a business. You're barely making money now. I get that. Sure. But it's like what they what they fail to realize is that every business is built differently. Yeah. Every business is going to have ups and downs. Every business is going to die inevitably. And I have outlasted so many others that have fucking died. Yeah, dude. Totally. And but I get that same stigma. Thankfully you're separated from it. I live in it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that was, there was, a, when I've decided to move from Massachusetts to uh, Milwaukee, you know, it, again, it's one of those places that not everyone would want to move to. So I typically was just telling people I was moving to Chicago. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, and that was like, that was okay. But Milwaukee wasn't. Um, but then, you know, moving here is like, I decided a month, a month in advance that I was going to move. Like I woke up on <laughs> August of August, 2016. It was, uh, September, yeah, August, uh, 26, 2016. And my business partner, Kelly lives out here and we were talking about some other stuff. And I said, you know what? I should just move to fucking Milwaukee. And she's like, yeah, that'd be cool. And a month to the date, I packed a U-Haul you know, attached my car and fucking drove here. And like, that's how I am, dude. Like I'm very, very, very strategic with my moves, even though it looks right. like I'm fucking chaos mess because I, uh -huh. I, I am, but I'm very, very, very strategic with what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. Even if you, even if it looks like I don't, I'm very, very strategic with it. And there's certain decisions in my life where it's that initial gut instinct. I think about it for maybe a millisecond. I go, yep, that's it. We're going. And then I just fucking go. Other times I can right. be like, this doesn't feel right yet. I need to sit in this for the next, you know, seven months. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, this is right. Let's go do it. So right. I just, that's one of those things too, where I feel like my pain threshold for the unknown and the unknown variables and, and circumstance is so high. Uh, I remember when I met with my guy, when I started investing in uh, Morgan Stanley, my reps were like, so basically, <laughs> like, so basically if you lost a hundred grand this month, how upset would you be? And I was like, well, I'd kick a hole through the fucking wall. And then I go, all right, what's next? Like, I just, because it's like, I just, I'm already like on to the next thing. Like, right. I can't stress about it that hard because I just don't care. And I mean, granted, I care, yes, but the upside of it is, well, what else can I be doing? And maybe from this this negative, I'm like, shit, um, maybe something else is going to come from this that I wouldn't have even had access to if I didn't lose 100,000. So my mind is, right. I'm, I'm extremely optimistic, you know what I mean, in most mm -hmm. everything I do. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to, like, 
if I'm like, oh, this would be the best opportunity because I'm like, there's all these great angles and things like I can approach with it. But on the same token, I'm still very strategic and smart with my decisions. It's just I get excited like a schoolgirl, fucking, you know, it's just like over everything. It's right. You know. And 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 I wanna I wanna I wanna speak to that a little bit because I, I I think people, unless they're actively involved in a circumstance or a situation, don't see strategy right away. Like I took a, a full time contract three weeks ago. Yeah. But this full time contract puts me within fifteen minutes from home. And I'm still yeah. actively pursuing everything else that I'm doing. So nothing changed. A yeah. little bit of time allocation, but other than that, but but that differential in time allocation has afforded me the opportunity to turn around and invest more into what I'm doing from sure. a financial and a time perspective. Yeah. So it's it's to other people like, oh, you took a, a full-time gig, like that means that means you're not building anything else anymore. I'm like, no, no, no. Exactly the opposite. I'm building more now than I ever was before. Totally. I so, mean, look, dude. Yeah. No. And and but you but your your yeah your full time gig is is again it's providing you the, the security that you need for the time being until you can have everything else set up to be where you need. Right. It. It's like yeah. So I mean, it's it's a much different scenario when you know it, you, you've got a lot of different circumstances than other people right like i don't have kids and and that's i don't think i'm ever going to have them it's never been something i really wanted you can but borrow mine anytime i know right i know i have my niece and nephew they're great but it's one of those things where like you know i've sort of set my life up in a way that i can come and go i just everything i do is very much like yeah it's based around making sure that i just you know can do everything i want to do hundred percent of the time. And it sounds right. selfish, but that's just how I am. Well, and I, and I love what I do. And I, I think that's the biggest thing too. Like you have to love what you do 100% of the time. If you don't love it, find a way to make yourself love it or find something else. Yeah. Because totally. your happiness is 100% on you guys. Absolutely. 100%. Um, so we got a little bit more time left. So when you were going through those dark times, what did you do to, move past them what was your tool to get through it because i think everybody's tool is a little bit different everybody's life is different their stories are different but what was your tool or what was that one thing that you always went back to that helped get you through so i'd probably say writing for sure that's always been a huge passion of mine so um creative writing poetry those are two things i absolutely love um i think when I started to realize, yeah, like, you know, the, my destiny is in my own hands and everything that I reap is what I sow. Even if I don't reap it, it doesn't fucking matter. So I think it comes back <laughs> to, I realized that um, for me, I have to like, that tool is really communi communicating my issues and my feelings to the right, to, to the right people. Cause like I said, going back to the story of like, I have a ton of people in my life that I love that will always be there, but I can tell them about 20% of my life. Right. Right. And then people like yourself and like some of my, a lot of my LinkedIn fans, like uh, family that I've kind of just, you know, blossomed over the last year. Um, I can have the deepest, most intellectual conversations with them that I couldn't with people that I've known for almost 20 years, which is fucking upsetting. Right. You know, mm -hmm. Honestly, it sucks. Uh, but on the same token, that like where there where everyone that I'm connected with now, where we're all at in our lives, like it's it's out there, it's on a trajectory to something. 
And I think that's right. the difference with a lot of people in my life that like they are at different points in their life and they're happy with those things and this is all great. But on the same token, um, I look at things where I'm like, you know, I need to be around the right minds to fulfill the desires and, and direction that I'm going to in my life that balance that and that, you know, that adds to it, not take away from it. So if you call me and go, dude, I just closed a deal for X amount, I'm like your biggest cheerleader. And like, I know right. if I can say it to you, you'd be like, fuck, dude, this is amazing. But then in the back, well, of my now mind, I'm like, I'm like, how can I want, how I, well, how can I get yeah, it? Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Right. But then, but then, but that's how I am though too. Cause I don't go and wait, like the best thing to do in my, the best way I can position myself in this, in this life is that everyone around me somehow I'm going to affect and help grow as well. So it's like, if I met legacy though, brother, right. And I go, I make a, so I go, okay, great. Like, Truth be told, and this is all brand new to me, um, there's a connection right now that I'm working on that's uh, they work with the Oakland Raiders. That's that's legit. And I'm going, holy fuck, there's about 25 people in my life that I can pull together to work on this one thing. And everyone's and everyone's going to make their money. Everyone's going to be happy as shit. And then literally six months from now, we can all be on a fucking boat in Cabo just going nuts <laughs> and having a blast. Like, that's where my mind goes. And that's why I think I get so excited is because it's not me by myself anymore. It's me in like an entourage of amazing people that I can call upon for certain things. And that's the difference in my life. Right. And that's honestly, that's why I've loved social media. Like we, we get a bad social gets a bad rap, a lot of negative shit. But this is the beautiful side of social media. Not only can we link together, build businesses and create opportunities for each other. But the one thing that the biggest and most important thing is that we can have these types of conversations. Yeah. And Mike and I have never met face to face. Right. Which is crazy. Hey, we, we can create impact and have a positive influence in people's life regardless of proximity regardless of i mean they could be doing something else entirely different with their life but they see something in what we do in the content that we put out in the relationships that we're developing that allows them to attribute some level of value to their life and make their life better that's why i do social media right pure and simple yeah that's why i'm doing this content series like it's all about everybody else like it's about how many conversations can we document document how many hour long how many hour long video sessions can we can we do that allow people to make their life better or at least just get some shit off their chest which in turn makes their life better so it's it's interesting the time and space that we're in and i'm so honored and so stoked that you're able to join me tonight and um what i want i want to know what your words of wisdom for everybody who is either watching this has watched this live by the way if you've watched this live thank you very much um if you're wanting to catch the full version in the replay it'll be on again instagram for the next 24 hours but will also be available on facebook and youtube and all that um facebook tonight youtube and instagram at the end of the week so what are those words of wisdom you have for people who have been who are engaging in this content? Yeah, man. I mean, well, a couple of things. One, I would say you're paused on Instagram, by the way. Oh, I am. Uh, my phone might oh, be down. Left. <laughs> oh, well, Instagram. Thank you, anyways. But uh, you're to get the rest of this. You're gonna have to watch the rest of the video yeah. on, on Facebook. 
So bye bye Instagram. Sorry, my, my, yeah, my phone just died. <laughs> uh, You're good. You're that was good. crazy. Um, well, no. So it, like, it, it's really entertaining because when we did this with um, TJ Reeves a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago, his phone literally overheated. <laughs> like his phone was getting heat warnings. And then his computer died, and it was funny because when his computer froze, his face was like, like really angry face, like looking at this, and it was just stuck like that. <laughs> but anyways, awesome. keep going, keep going. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I would say words of wisdom, man, for anyone that paid attention or, or you know liked what we talked about today, I would just say like, you know, don't. <laughs> Again, it's a lot easier. To, it's a lot easier to talk about it now because I was able to figure out how to, you know, dig through the trenches and, and figure out how to, you know, not get myself ever to be to be in a position of that in my life. But when people are going through it, the last thing they want to do is do anything that's going to be good for them, right? It's like I'm, right. I'm the first one to tell you, I am all in when it comes to my happiness, but I'm also all. So if I'm like, you know what, I want to be the most depressed fucking piece of shit on the planet, I'm going to go do that. And I'm going to win all day. And I'm, I'm going to be the most depressed human being ever. So um, <laughs> but that's why I wrote so many freaking bum out songs, dude. Uh, but right. no, but I mean, I think people that are in a position in their life where they're either really stuck and they feel like, man, I don't know how to get on or I don't know what to do. And they feel like that pressure of like, I've got kids, I've got a mortgage, but they're unfulfilled. Don't continue your life being unfulfilled. Figure out how you can find the right people to connect with. I think um, from my, my perspective that LinkedIn has opened up, you know, not even just business life for me, but also some incredible relationships. I mean, Shaper was a great relationship, like fine, fine for us. And I think, you know, just figuring out what are your hobbies? Maybe you're into, I don't know, like maybe you're into video games and there's this Twitch, there's all these things that you can jump on. Right. So right. I think figuring out what that medium is for you, that makes sense. And or maybe people. it is even medium as a medium. Dude, totally. Yeah. <laughs> which I love mediums. Awesome. Mediums is one of the best platforms. So I think figuring out like how you're comfortable talking about very personal things, right. Especially right. as men, I think, um, once you, actually here's, here's a total sidebar conversation, but this is again, coming back to the sort of words of wisdom and wisdom and things I've, I've found and searched and used that have helped. Um, a really incredible guy who's next Navy SEAL named Garrett J. White put out a really great uh, program called um, The Warrior's Way. That's his whole thing. And he has this book called um, The Warrior Book. And it's all about his life's struggles of going through depression, uh, suicidal. He was he was um, an alcoholic, almost lost his marriage and how he able, was able to pull himself through the trenches in that and figure out how to really build the success of all aspects of his life. So right. a friend of mine this week, literally like two days ago, reached out to me and said, dude, I am struggling with a buddy of mine that is married. He's supposed to have a kid with his wife. His wife reached out to me. He's an extremely bad alcoholic. And I'm like, wow, that sucks, dude. So we started talking about who, what type of personality he is and all these different things that, you know, um, I felt like he's a really strong business person. He's doing 
$400,000 plus by himself a year, like crushing yeah. it, right? So I'm like, if you send him to Alcoholics Anonymous, he'll leave after the first 10 minutes. And I've been through them and I went right. through with friends and everything else. So seeing all I've that- I've been through Al-Anon, which is very similar. Yeah, totally right. So you get it. Um, so I said, you need to get this, get him this book, but do it with him. Go through each chapter and like and do that with him. And initially he was like, ah, oh, no, he won't, he won't be into it. I forwarded him the link. I told him all about the guy, Garrett, his whole story. He went through the whole site. And he goes, dude, this is like, this is fucking amazing. I know. I'm telling you. Like, if I had that book fucking five years ago, 60 to 10 years, whatever, like I can honestly tell you that none of the things that I fell into in my life would have ever happened. And that, that's, that's the honest truth. And so, because right. it's not just a book that you're reading. It's literally, I'm reading this to go implement it the second I finish that chapter or the second right. I finish that page. So I think as for anyone, any males that are listening to this, I feel like that's a book that every person should read, but get one for yourself and get one for your best friend that you both can do it together. Cause that's the power of that conversation. Each week right. you check in together. Hey, what do you think of chapter one? Take your notes, talk about where you are in your life. And now you're both building towards something great. And because I think numbers are, yeah. Uh, the warrior, the warrior book, Garrett J. White. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, so on the practical, so on the you know, practical side, for sure, that's something I would recommend everyone to get. Um, and then just on, you know, personal side, I would just say, you know, don't feel like, God, just, just again everyone's always like man you're so you're so optimistic and happy and, and whatever but that took a lot of fucking work and it takes a lot of work to maintain that absolutely right? it does and, every single but, fucking day yeah and but I, I always say i go but it's very easy right it's a very easy thing to do when all of the decisions and all the people and all the things i do in my life are a byproduct of what the fuck i actually want in my life so when you have right. that much control I'm not listening to, you know, my boss going, where are you? Or, hey, why are you showing up? Why are you here at 12 o'clock and not, not? It's like, I have none of that. So all of the bullshit that, you know, a lot of people have to deal with, I don't have to make those decisions. I don't have to deal with that stuff because I built my life in a way that I've set out. I risk, I always risk everything. That's just how I am. And security is never something I chase. I think it's a myth. So for me, it's always just oh, let's focus on the thing. Right. So again, having security isn't 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 the isn't the thing I strive for. Happiness and just being having fun; those are the things I strive for. So I think if you're not having fun in your life at this point, um, at any age, stop everything. Unplug. That's another book people should read. Unplugged by Brian McKenzie. Fucking brilliant book. Um, but literally, unplug everything. Jump in your car go sit by the ocean it's one of my favorite things to do in the world just if you have a body of water near you just go sit and, and just be with your thoughts and actually listen because that's right. the thing people don't realize when you can sit by yourself with no distractions no notifications no pings no fucking social no anything no kids no no whatever you can sit down and go what what is it what's happening with me and you can and have that thing, conversation. That so that is absolutely epic. And if you can do that, great. But what is real true, I don't want to say happiness, but true, and the bliss isn't the right word, but 
Balance is when you have that person who will sit by that water, body of water with totally. you and yeah. completely, and it, and it's a, and it's a give and take. It's a left yeah. and it's a right. It's a jab and it's a hug. And that, sure. if you can, regardless of whether that's in a relate, whether that's an interpersonal relationship, a working mm-hmm. relationship, whatever yeah. it is, it's that, it's that, I don't want to say ride or die mentality, but it's that. And it's that person that is not offended when you're open. But again, in return, you're not offended when they're open and there's Dude, personal growth and yeah, development that totally. happens from there. Yep. Yeah. And again, talking about things, excuse me, the uh, the theme of just not doing things alone. I think that's that's absolutely accurate, 100 percent. And like, you know, I think staying on that on that notion to like how how about how I guess how my, my personal operating system is always let me go get let me get through all this bullshit that's going on. Right decipher through it and then go, okay, great. Now I can actually figure out how to, how to communicate this appropriately to the person right. that I want to be able to write. Then we can sit down now. It's all right. Here's what's been going on with me. This is why. So I think, yeah, man, I, I, I agree a thousand percent. If you can have that person, whether it's, you know, relationship or friend or business partner or whatever, um, right. and you guys can have that conversation, it's, it's the most invigorating thing you can do for yourself. Right, because then it let then you let it out, right? If, yeah. if there's whether good or bad, because it could be all good things, and you just don't know how to process it. Yeah, or it could be a lot of negative shit that fighting with a spouse, kids getting in trouble, like whatever. But if you're able to work through that, I mean, obviously working through it by yourself first is most important. Sure. But then having the ability to effectively communicate what's happening. Yeah, it's huge. And that's the thing that I mean, honestly, I've struggled with. I mean, yeah. we've talked yeah, about we, that. We've talked about that. Yeah, and, totally. and it's like, yeah. I'm feeling all of these things. But then it's like, wait a second. Is this a perception based on prior circumstances? Or is sure. this actually happening? And do I need to pay attention to it? Or do I need to get my own mind right? Yeah, totally. And, and that that's been huge for me. Absolutely huge. But um, we're getting ready to wrap it up, my brother. So um, one of the things that I always want to do is, I mean, obviously, even though this is not really about the business or or any shameless plugs or anything like that, I do want the people to know where they can connect with you. What's the best platform? Where where are you at? So where if somebody were to reach out and say, hey, Mike, like, I really got connected to this. I want to I want to chat about what I've gone through with this. So on, so forth. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I guess if, if we talk about my social platforms, I think LinkedIn's about 80% of my, my, my time at this point. Um, we still need to talk about Instagram, but we'll get yeah, that totally. off. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm, uh, LinkedIn's my, um, LinkedIn's my 80, about 80%. Uh, but I'm on, I would say actually probably less, I would say probably 60% um, LinkedIn, 30% Instagram, 10% Facebook. Okay. Um, handle probably on LinkedIn. Or handle on um, Instagram, Mike underscore Casavant underscore. I believe it is. Shit, actually. Mm-hmm. I and I'll and I'll I'll put all the links in down below. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, I'll I'll forward them over to you. Um, but yeah, I would say LinkedIn for sure. Definitely my my main spot. Um, but yeah, after numerous conversations with you and Quentin and, and other people. I'm just trying to diversify my platforms. And right. now with like the new, <clears throat> at this point with a lot of, a lot of the new branding and, and development that we're doing for brands, like I just, my whole 
the vibe is going to start changing and, 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 and you know, kind of appropriately around what we're doing for the businesses. Right. So, yeah, it's good. Right. I'm excited. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome, brother. So to everybody who has watched this, a massive amount of thanks, or if you're listening to this, thank you as well, because I know like you, you have other things that you could be spending an hour of your life doing, but I'm really, truly honored that you continue to listen to this content and actually as of us recording this right now or broadcasting this live right now, uh, we reached over 200 streams on the on the audio form of the podcast, which I know to a lot of people is like, eh, I get that in a day. To me, in this subject matter, that's, that's a milestone. So to everybody who's continuing to listen to it, a massive amount of thanks. For all the support that we've been getting, it means, it means the world. Um, but honestly, if you are facing something that you're not sure how to deal with or, or you're not, or you're, or you're struggling, please reach out. I am a resource and I'm sure Mike will be a resource to offer up his time to, to, even if it's just, like I said, even if it's just to listen. Um, but also there are thousands of amazing resources out there. Uh, I'm actually working together with a former guest, uh, Rowan Breidler, uh, was on episode eight, I believe on creating a unified resource for all things mental health, both here in the US as well as in the UK. So um, stay tuned for that. We'll be releasing that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's just, it's a lot of work, work pulling together all the varying resources and getting them in one platform so that you guys can, one place to reference that is all things mental health. Um, and in the meantime, just reach out. Let's let's talk because I mean that's the first step. I I don't want the, my personal mission with this. I don't want to continue to wake up and read about the Chester Bennington, Scott Hutchinsons, and Chris Cornells of the world or anything along those lines. I want us to create this this movement around actually talking about what's going on with us and our mental health. So the only way that we can actually do this is to start fucking talking. So. That being said, all of my guests so far up to and Mike as well, thank you because to get together, our voices are louder than we are alone. So that being said, to and how I end every single piece of content that I've been putting out lately, the following three, four things. Be happy, have fun, and hustle hard. But remember, there's no amount of hustle that can bring you happiness or bring you fun. And you gotta build in some time to breathe along the along the way. So thank you. And uh, we'll be back on Friday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time with our guest, Angela Davis. Really excited about this one. Uh, in the meantime, have a good one, everybody. Hold on.